4,000 feet uh, speed, uh, 180 knots, one double jingle. Welcome to this week's episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. Aubrey Warwick is an air transport pilot and the founder of the website Collecting Co-Pilots. In a chat with Fly Girl Kelly and Fly Alyssa, she discusses the importance of finding a work-life balance, what she did when she once found herself in a pay inequality situation, supporting your peers, aligning with the right people, and more. Here now is Aubrey Warwick talking to Fly Girl Kelly and Fly Alyssa. I don't know, because of this whole coronavirus thing, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. A little bit, or if you want, and how it's affecting anything that you've noticed. Maybe Aubrey, you're you fly commercially, correct? I fly I fly privately for Part 91. Okay. Um, but where I'm at and what I do in Texas is obviously directly affected from everybody. I'm actually I flew a slew of lawyers right now for the oil field, and they're in a meeting. So I mean, the oil field. At- self in Texas is completely shut down. And we saw the writing on the wall with this weeks ago. I can tend to predict what's going to happen part 91 flying wise with what's going on in that world. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, but I don't remember how we connected. Aubrey, remind me, did I reach out to you? Did you reach out to me? I don't remember. <laughs> you reached out to me um, via social media. I think okay. we've been following each other for a while, I don't know, maybe like yeah. three or four months. Yeah. And I yeah. kind of feel we're a little, little bit of kindred spirits of like what we're trying to do in aviation for women. <laughs> yeah. So. I was reading on your website that you, um, I believe it was, um, let me think you would like to be able to offer a scholarship or something like that at some point. Um, tell me a little bit about, about your, yourself well, for people. Let's assume no one knows who you are how you got into aviation, what your goals are, what what you're trying to do. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I grew up in Michigan, um, just in a small port town called Gibraltar, just south of Detroit. And since I was four years old, I knew I wanted to be a pilot. I really wanted to be an astronaut. And as I grew up, there's no aviation in my family. I found out later that I did have a cousin that flew and he, you know, he took me flying. But the more that people told me, no, it just fueled my fire. Like, well, why? You know, it's super disappointing when you come to a career day and this is back in, oh my gosh, I'm going to age myself right now, like back in the nineties. And they're like, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, well, I want to be a pilot. Oh, so you want to be a stewardess? And I'm like, well, politically and correctly, it's a flight attendant, but no, I want to you know, I didn't know the cockpit could tell between a male and a female, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it just kind of broke my spirits. But what kind of pushed me truly over the edge to truly pursue aviation and college was my mother and the fact that she sat me down one day, broken spirits and all. And she said, Aubrey, you can't be anything you want to be when you grow up. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, what hmm. is, is this not what everybody you know, tells children, your mom's going to say, right? Yeah. She said, she said, you can be anything you are willing to be when you grow up, because Mm -hmm. the difference between want and will is the amount of sacrifice you're willing to give to get what you want. And I was like, whoa, Oh, that's nice. Okay. That was a, that was a mouthful. Um, and so always good, like full of good kind of little quotes and things like that. Wisdom like that. 
Always. I mean, yeah. she she's always been a friend first and foremost, and she's always been my biggest cheerleader and my harshest critic, honestly. You know, she raised two kids and my obviously my dad was in the picture and stuff, but he was really sick as I grew up and he passed away a few years ago. But um, my sister's a firefighter medic in Detroit and I'm wow. I'm out here flying and I'm like, Mom, you did something right. And she's like, I'm just living my best life in Michigan. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so she she really supported me through that. And it really did push me through college. I went to uh, Eastern Michigan University. I've got a bachelor's in aviation flight technology. I wanted to do military. I wanted to be the first female Blue Angel. I wanted like I had all, oh, cool. all of these aspirations. Yeah, I still That's have yet to I aviation program there at EMU. Yeah. Um, okay. So when I had started, I, w- I got into U of M, I got into Embry-Riddle and the scholarships they were offering would not even pay for books at that point. Oh, wow. Um, and I just so happened to got, I got offered a cheerleading scholarship at Eastern and it was like the beginning stages of, of this trial process of a flight program. And uh, I was like, well, I'll be your guinea pig because that's the best of both worlds, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the, the program itself, the Eagle Flight Center at Ypsilanti at Willow Run, um, they're, they've grown their leaps and bounds. They're very competitive with Western Michigan. Um, I'm just, I'm so proud of my alma mater for sure. I didn't know that's where they were located. I've been to that airport several times. Um, and I've actually donated some things to that school. They, there's someone there at the, Olivia, I think is her name, contacts me periodically when they're doing like silent auction things and ask if I donate anything. And I always do. I'm happy to do that if it helps raise money, but I had never really heard of it. Yeah, um, they are, they're really big into, we started the Yankee Ladies, which was our women in aviation chapter there, Um, the Yankee Air Museum, we really, um, the school is really big into volunteering for, and then they had that horrendous fire um, a little while back, and so trying to just restore history, it was just detrimental for our school, and, um, but yeah, so going through the university program, I was one, there was one other girl in my class and she actually flies now for, she, I think she's a captain for um, Walmart now, but um, yes. we're just so much in a pioneer stage. And I thought, you know, I thought that back then, fast forward 15 years, I have been flying and we are still in a pioneer stage now. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys could attest to that in the aviation realm of, of women, um, you know. So I started this website last year. I'll kind of fast forward. I'm jumping around a little bit. Oh, that was last year. Okay. That's not that long ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The one year anniversary for the website is actually in June. Um, But I I did aerial survey for the government to build time. Um, I was not a flight instructor. I'd actually... I was assistant director of training for a 121-135 operation. So like right out of college, I actually didn't get to fly. And that was hard to take that step back. Hmm. But, you know, and it kind of made me feel like, well, maybe this is why it's so hard for women to get in aviation. And I just started doubting myself because it was, that was in 2007, eight and flying was still, it was hard to get jobs back then. You were seeing this even, even yeah. with what's going on right now with the coronavirus, like we're just seeing this constant cycles and yeah. it affects us first, everyone in flying and traveling, it gets affected initially before yeah. a downfall and a rise. Right. But um, anyway, so I did aerial survey for the government to build my time. And then my plane broke down 
in Longview, Texas. Oh, oh, uh oh, here we go. Eight years ago. <laughs> up in Texas. Okay, I think I'm getting to the story here. Yeah, so, um, every two weeks they relocated us across the states, and um, January 2011, I got relocated to Longview. My my little 172 M model hated me. I called it the red rocket. It would not start. It hated uh, the cold. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so I was the only girl, and to this day, I'm still the only girl that is based in Longview at Greg County Airport. But um, you know, the pilot, you, you sit around and drink the free coffee coffee and eat the free popcorn when you're going through your macaroni and cheese stages yeah and uh these pilots were like you don't fly you're 12 years old (laughs) (laughs) I do and well long story short they they were like you should uh they took me flying and they saw that I actually could you know kind of do it so they were like you should move (laughs) down here you know and, and contract and I'm like contracting I could get paid to fly like bigger stuff that sounds great you know so Long and short of it, I moved down. I started flying for them, and then uh, a couple different companies contracting. This is like contracting. I um, I found out within three months I was getting paid a third of what all the other contract pilots were being paid in the area. Wow. Huh. How did you find that out? I, I tend to try to be a good judge of character and just like surround myself with with the, the good people who are going to build you up. And um, a certain pilot had taken me under his wing and was like, you know, these guys are just yanking your chain, right? Oh, <laughs> he's, no. he's like, there's the time to pay your dues. And then there's time to not make the rest of us look bad by accepting low pay. Right. And I was like, I didn't know I was doing it, you know? So I, I what uh, contracting uh, as a pilot means exactly. What is it? Yeah. Con- it's a pretty unique niche market um, that I, I've been in and out of. That's why I keep, I have my own LLC called Aubrey Air. That way I just, I operate solely of myself. Therefore, I own my schedule, which is okay. the pro to it. Okay. Um, so you, you don't know, work the, for another company now. You can work for yourself. I still work for myself, yes. Okay. Um, the caveat is, and a lot of older pilots will will frown upon this, as a contractor, I pay for my own training if you understand how to manage your money, I can, I pay off my training, like one contract trip a month for 12 months pays for my recurrent training. And then the rest is, is purely profit. So why would I not own myself and do that? Um, but so the, the realm of contracting is basically like you find whatever's in your area. That's kind of your niche. So for example, in Texas, you'll find a lot of 500 series citations operated single pilot because it makes the overhead of, of everything cheaper. You find a lot of King Airs because there's um, short landing strips and uh, ranches that people get in and out of. And you'll you'll find other small things, Cirruses, uh, peppered throughout there. So I figured out how to sit right, seat, build time, and the 500 series citation. And then instead of paying myself to go through initial, I built enough time to go through upgrade training. And it cut off so much more money going to, to a flight school like CAE to get that done. Uh, yeah. Um, but then it, from there, it's networking. It's all networking. And really, I've never held out my, well, I guess legally I don't do that at all, but I've never, the right words, I've never actually advertised my services okay. anywhere. It's been word of mouth and recommendation through each and every uh, client that I've had. And at one point, um, which this is, this is good because this leads into 
why I started collecting co-pilots. Um, 2018, I was managing seven aircraft. I had 32 clients nationwide, and I had 13 pilots under me. Wow. And I, it was amazing. The flying yeah. was good, but I was a shell of a human being. I was flying. I was a yes girl. Because so many people, you know, really wanted me to fly for them. And I ended up becoming, by the way, those those guys who paid undercut me so bad, I ended up becoming their competitor and doing aircraft management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um <Bye> back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Kill them with kindness, but do it better. Make them play up to your level. Um anyway, so I was flying twenty-five days a month. I was airlining and deadheading and going to planes and positioning planes and picking up people and stocking and making sure maintenance was covered. And it was, it was wow. just, I, I was not happy. You're running yourself ragged for sure. I really was. It became for the first time in my life, aviation became a job. Mm. And while the money was great, you know, and my husband was like, pay off the student loans, keep going. <laughs> I was yeah. like, we don't even have a relationship right now. Like we need to get back to the basics here. Yeah. Um, you know, and and still throughout all of this, flying single pilot most of the time, I'm still the only girl in what I do in, in Longview, and it becomes very isolating and um, lonely. And I found myself even through aerial survey, like even back in my like flying pup days, googling how do you do this lifestyle? How do you, you know, how can you be a girl? And how can you survive in this man's world without becoming like a super feminist or being taken the wrong way or being taken advantage of or being sexualized? There's there's all of these caveats and caps that come with doing what we do. And we women all the time, we are all the things all the time. Right. And I was just I was lost. And I'm like, you know what, if I can't find this information out there on all the things I need to do. I decided to create this website called Collecting Copilots. And the idea behind it is it's a it's a collection, a female aviators collection of people, places, products, experiences, all of it, it in one area. And um say hi. I, <laughs> <laughs> my um my girlfriends actually from college came up with the with the name because they were like, gosh, every everywhere you go, you meet these people and you share their amazing stories and you you interact and intertwine relationships. Like all you do is collect co-pilots. And I'm like, well, that's a that's a different name. I'm like, well, yeah. let's let's run with it. You know, is your point, your idea to be able to collect other females that you that do sort of the same thing so that you can spend time together and not, you know, just kind of help each other, feed each other, that kind of social connection somewhat? It started as a traveling, a general traveler's hub. And I really didn't know where it was going to go. And so my peers had recommended, female peers had recommended, they they said, let the people decide what it's going to be. And Mm -hmm. so as I started to put this information out there, it, of course, got tailored down to women in aviation. You'll mm-hmm. find men. I do have male co-pilots on there. Co- and a co-pilot, so to speak, a definition of a co-pilot is not another pilot per se. Usually they're somebody that's, that's in aviation or traveling. Um, but I've got a lot of other people on there from wellness coaches um, to naturopathic doctors to 
health gurus of any sort, you know, and um, so, you know, men are welcome, but the women have really have been the ones to come out of the woodworks to say, I'm lost. I need help. I feel, I feel isolated. I, I'm wondering the same things. And so we, I mean, spectrum to spectrum, we cover a wide array of topics, you know, around Christmas, I had wrote a post about being child free, not childless. And Mm. a lot of people were Mm. like, Oh my gosh, that hits home. But Mm. then at new year's, you know, pilots guide to travel meal prepping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, it can be very basic of a true lifestyle or it can get really deep to the core foundations of your, of your faith. The whole point is for women who travel particularly, um, they're not alone. <laughs> None of us are alone. And there's, there's so much support and help and love out here. I do think women are more likely to, um, and recognize that they need companionship maybe more so than men do. And men travel all the time. And they may not ever admit that they get lonely or they need um, some support or something like that. And I think women kind of get to a point where they're like, I got to have somebody. I got to have some help. I think they're yeah. more likely. Do you think so? I definitely think oh, yeah. home for like, I'm, you know, I'm not flying for a living currently, but that's, that's my exact thought. And I, I'm like, you know, I don't want to be stuck in a hotel somewhere. I don't want to be drinking every night. I don't. You know, the men, the men, you know, I, I do know some people that take their video games with them to hotels and things, and then they'll just like play uh-huh. on their layovers. But I'm like, that's not really for me. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. The, the bar life isn't really for me either. And I need like actual interactions with people and true interactions with people. And so I think, you know, women in your situation, like really try to find other people like them or women that can relate. And I think Natalie and I became really good friends because kind of same situation where it's, you know, we strive to have that, but our, our lives are so different from our aviation life kind of. But that camaraderie is so important in growth. I mean, I've preached it before, but you, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So who are you allowing to influence you? Are you playing down to their level? Are you playing, are they playing up to yours? Who's growing you? And that is so important in aviation. I mean, in, in any industry, oh, totally but for agree. us, for us, that point, what is it? Five, 5% between three and 5% of women, you know, flying professionally mm-hmm. in the world. That is, that is a tiny, tiny niche. I, you know, we had talked about doing a podcast actually on who you surround yourself with, because I do think that's really, really important. Those people can either, motivate you and push you to do better or they can try to bring you down and try to like stifle that so Mm -hmm. that's so important yeah let me ask you are you guys members of fast yes female aviators sticking together um did you go to the summit last year no okay well uh natalie or i'm sorry amy reached out to me. Amy Allen is um, one of the head members and she reached out to me about uh, guest speaking at the summit uh, in Denver this May for fast. Uh, And she was like, what do you want to talk about? You know, you know, we've had makeup and we've had, you know, um, meal planning and prepping and just, you know, all these different things to do on the road. And I was like, Oh, Amy, I want to go deeper than that. She's like, what do you want to talk about? I said, woman, 
period, pilot, period. We are women, we are pilot. And, uh, and so I gave her a little excerpt of that. And she was like, don't stop, keep going. I was like, okay, good. This is, you know. Yay. So I'm, so I'm excited. It? Did you already give it or is it coming up? Oh, no, no, no. It's coming up uh, so fast. They, I think they just started. I had asked her before we went, um, we called each other if I could mention it. And they don't have a place yet, but they, I think they already said that it's going to be like Wednesday, May 15th, the week, the week of like May 15th. It's a Wednesday in Denver. Um, And it's so as long, it's also pending, you know, everything going on right right now. Yeah, Yeah, because that would be right Uh, after the new Sun and Sun schedule. Yeah, right. And then like, you know, this whole eight week, like, what is it? The U.S. right now is on an eight week hiatus from life yeah. I guess <laughs> freeze hold but, whatever um, yeah yeah so if it does go and when it does go I'm hopeful um I will be there I don't know who their keynote speaker is but I will be um one of the sub speakers later on in the day and then I think we're gonna do a mix and mingle um but it's a topic I'm ready to dive into because we we women have been meeting each other through social media and we have been building each other up and we have these wonderful tools like women in aviation and um, I mean, your whole foundation with the scholarship and just fast, like there's all this greatness and we're building each other up, but we are still in a dog eat dog world and it, we get real quick to defend ourselves and tear each other down just as much as we build each other up. Where where does that, yeah, yeah. You know, where do we define or establish that line and how do we supersede those those societal expectations as women in the cockpit? How do we handle sexual harassment? How do we let's talk about this? Because we are so afraid to bring it up because we don't want to lose our jobs. We don't want to be disrespected. We don't want to be looked down upon by the general aviation public, which is 90 percent male. We have a lot of concerns, but we also have a double edged sword. And we are women and we can play that card, but we do have to be twice as good, if not 10 times better than the guy next to us, even the, the girl next to us to yeah. continue to succeed. So we'll see. It's, it's in the it's in the process. That sounds awesome. So yeah. where would you like for all of this to go? I mean, do you want to what is your do you have like a, a big plan or are you just kind of like seeing where it kind of unfolds and how it goes? Uh, man plans and God laughs. And so he's kind of snickering at me right now. <laughs> um, I had, I had three goals last year when I launched collecting co-pilots. My first goal, um, was to get the website to essentially just pay for itself and anything extra was going to become a not-for-profit to create a scholarship of some sort. Okay. So number one was for it to pay for itself. Number two is a scholarship. And number three, I am in the process of writing what started to be a devotional and now it's turning into a book nice. it's a book for travel for travelers. Yes. And so these are all beginning stages and I've held all of these cards so close to my heart, but if I don't speak them out loud and if I don't talk about them, then, you know, they might never come to fruition. And so my whole goal truly is I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I am just letting, I'm letting it unfold. And if I, if it just becomes strictly knowledge based, And I can share other people's, just be that platform for women, men, whoever, to share their story and realize that there's other people to connect with, to do this, to create this lifestyle. There is no book written in aviation 
information on how to do this. How do you have kids and how do you not have health insurance if you're a contract pilot? And how do you deal with a husband being so trustworthy of you being surrounded by dudes all day? Like there's just so many questions and the best thing we can do is come together to answer them and we will write the book. That sounds awesome. I'm I'm ready to have my own copy oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's definitely needed in our world and it, it has been untalked about for so long and you know, being in the pioneering stage still, you know, it's like the women kind of paved the way for us back, you know, years and years ago, but at the same time we're still stuck in this female pilot huge yet you know and I think it's it's right now is the turning point so right now is the time to band together and not break each other down so I think that's you know let's stop competing against each other yeah 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 I think and that's why I love social media there is a fine line though there's a trick like if you um and I'm sure you've seen it you know you post selfies and people love selfies they respond yeah. well to selfies. It feels really weird to take a selfie and post it. You know, it's kind of like, oh, this is so vain. And so, but people like it, but then yeah. people will either like it and respond positively or go the opposite direction and yeah. like criticize, criticize, criticize. So it's mm-hmm. just difficult to develop that thick skin and, and just try to make it, try to tie a motivational message into that without people thinking you're just trying to look good or sexy or show that you have this fabulous lifestyle. I mean, I'm always like, you know, life is not fabulous all the time. Yeah. It looks like I travel all the time I, and it's great, but there's a lot of challenges too. I just want to show the good stuff. I want people to aspire to, you know, what things can be. And I don't want to poo poo on anybody's dream. I don't want you do your thing. You go your way and that's fine. I don't care if that's what you feel called to do. Then, I'm happy for you that that's where you feel that you're you're needed and you have a gift in that area. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, today, today would be a very good and prime example of, of that. Um, I think I had just did a post this morning. I haven't even looked at it, but I almost messaged you to call it off to say, you know what? I am not feeling well. I've been up since three. I'm exhausted. I just did two detrimental legs approaches down the minimums. I'm beat. But life goes on and this is real. This is what's real right now. And whether you can push through and come out on top with that, you know, that is where the change is, ha- is, is made. Just like working out. You don't see change made until it hurts. This is life. I flew my tail off this morning and I finally got my coffee and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't cancel. This is is women. We make everything work. A million things on our plate and we still make it work. All the things, you guys. We are all the things all the time. That is, um, and it's okay to fail at that. It's, it is okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to be all the things all the time. I mean, it just is, you know, you just gotta be like, yeah, I can't, I'm fried. I can't do it today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and going back to the selfies and the lavish lifestyles and stuff, it, people are tired of perfect. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I am, I'm, I'll raise my hand right there with you, sister. I am all about a hashtag boss babe and I am all about a selfie, but I also am all about 
showing the raw, Hey, I did get up at three this morning. Hey, the weather was crap and the flight sucked and I'm tired, but it got done. The job got done and I'm still here and I'm still grateful. Yeah, that's great. So what do you think? Um, how do you use the social media platforms? I guess is Instagram your biggest platform you think? Um, yeah. It, so I was raised like I'm a Facebook girl and um, I realized that my goal, my future goal with this, this scholarship um, that I would love to one day create obviously has to be the younger generation. So what platform is the younger generation all about? Photos, Instagram. And so um, I tried to get on Twitter. It is way too much politics for me. I'm good. Um, I just downloaded TikTok last night. I'm like, I gotta figure out how to do this TikTok thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Yeah. I feel like. (laughs) Right. Right. A secret handshake. Like without touching hands right now, we can do elbow shakes. We can call something like. Yeah. His son, I was like, okay, um, Brett, show me how to use this TikTok. I need you to teach me how to do this. Oh Lord, yeah. So um, Skype, right? Or Skype? See, I'm tired. So sorry. Um, Instagram is. Uh, one of my strongest. I think I'm about to actually break 10,000 people. And all I want to do is swipe up. Just go directly to my links that I write. Like, I'm so excited for that feature. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, the coolest thing, though, with Instagram, I think, other than meeting amazing women like you out there, was I found my newest best friend, I call her my Westie bestie. So I fly, I base myself out of East Texas and I fly to West Texas like every week. It's one of my main routes. There's a girl, Captain Christina. I don't know if you follow her, but mm-hmm. she does exactly what I do, y'all. I've, I've never, she's, she flies citations. She manages part 91. She's married. She's got two cats. She's like a cute little homemaker. Yeah. And I'm like, you're me in the other side of the state. And yeah. how did we find each other? So I come over here and we have sleepovers and wine nights and, you know, take pictures by the airplanes and go up to the airport and hang out. And it's just, it's great awesome. to meet these awesome people. And I stopped hanging out with, now don't get me wrong. I love, I love my boys. I was raised by some good pilots who took me under their wings, who really raised me up right in aviation but I feel so much more built up right now by the women in aviation who I've been surrounding myself with. I just feel not so defeated anymore. Yeah. I think that's the best thing came this year of like, you know, meeting so many people through social media. Like I flew to Reno air races and I stayed with a girl that I had never met Sandra and because we had been friends on social media and Natalie and I mean, we've went to concerts, we've went to Chicago, we've went non aviation events. Now we've started hanging out because we build each other up and we know each other's lives. And it just helps when you have people in your same realm to understand what you're doing and going through. And yeah. And those are your, the positive people in your life and they lift you up. So yeah. you're redefining. See, you are writing the book for that lifestyle and aviation. You know, Christina and I will call each other and talk about the nitty gritty of like, all right, well, our husbands are very trusting and they're very similar 
and like, you know, they've got nine to five jobs and stuff, but sometimes they get jealous when we come home and all we want to do is just go to bed. You know, how do you handle that when you are so physically tired, your face hurts and you're like, honey, I just like what I do isn't sitting at a desk all day. It is that and so much more, you know, how do you handle things. And so those conversations have been have so uplifting to know for myself, I'm not alone. I'm like, okay, other women are doing this. Other women are figuring this out. That's great. Yeah. You know, what works and what doesn't. And yeah, I, I kind of went through that as well, not as in a career, but you know, it's like, it, it looked like you're out having so much fun because you're flying and I was training, you know, but then you come home and you're exhausted because you've been training all day and they don't really understand why you're so tired, but you can out go out flying all day. Well, I went flying, but it's a lot of work and, you know, brain power. <laughs> and then you come yeah. home and you're exhausted. So it's just kind of finding that balance. And I think yeah. women helping other women in the same aspect helps a ton. Do so. you know how secretly excited I am to be quarantined? To our house. <laughs> my poor husband is like let's, like, let's just go out for the weekend. And I'm like, let's just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this is like, in a weird way, God's sort of message. Everybody needs to like, chill down. Down. slow down. Slow down. Be yeah. happy with your home. Work on your home life right now. Um, yeah. And that just totally come to me. This is like, people are thinking it's just so terrible, but. It's not, it's not bad. It's all in how you look at it, you know, make, I mean, be a good time, a time to kind of regenerate and kind of get, get revived, get back out there again. I think that was, um, I was going to say, there's a little uh, section on collecting co-pilots called the Mile High Book Club. And every month I feature just whatever book is speaking to me. And I think this month it's going to be Spark Joy. (laughs) Just clean Ah, all the things. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds great. I have to I have to look at that section. I didn't see that section when I kind of got on there and was looking a little bit um, this morning. Yeah. So there's a link to a store from your website that has some cool stuff. What was the name of that store? Oh, Aviator Mercantile Post. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so they have been Aviator Mercantile Post is the only company right now that I am partnered with um, as an ambassador, and uh, they are up and coming they are they are younger than collecting co-pilots is and they are blowing it out of the water so they are an aviation lifestyle website as well but they are based on products all of their products are hand picked by pilots and approved by pilots american made quality like the whole nine yards and so they have been so much fun to work with and they're just constantly expanding and they're definitely worth a look um they're always looking for new ambassadors. I keep giving them girls, and they were like, yes, we want all these girls, but we also don't want to look like all we have are girl ambassadors. Like, well, <laughs> quit asking me to find you really awesome girls. Then. <laughs> yeah, they have they have really cool stuff. They're very, very different stuff than Fly Girl, so I will say you should check it out, but you should also check out Fly Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking very, at like, clothes all of your clothing stuff. I love, like I'm looking, I'm admiring your jacket right now. I'm like, Oh, I need to get one of those. <laughs> I love these. Yeah. These are, these are a big seller. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, anything else that you would want people to know or how can people uh, find you? Why don't you tell, tell people how, how they can find you and what they can do to kind of support your mission, anything that they can contribute? Yeah, sure. So the website is um, www.collectingcopilots.com. Instagram is at Collecting Copilots. Same thing for Facebook. I also have a private uh, section of Facebook called the Collecting Copilots Flight Deck. And that that is women-based only. It is very private. And that is where we can open up as a community and talk about if you are not feeling safe in certain situations or uncomfortable in certain situations. Uh, I get a lot of direct messages. You, got, you need anything at all. You have a question, aviation, lifestyle related, whether it's home and the flight deck, personally, emotionally, whatever it may be. Um, if I can't help you immediately, I will research to find the answer for you. Uh, just the biggest thing is that we are an amazing group of women and we are not alone in this. We have every single one of us to work together. Um, so find each other, band together, and let's truly start writing the book on how to do this crazy life we call aviation. Yeah. If you could add one more thing, I want to find out um, if you can just tell people, they may be like, how do you become a contract pilot? What's the process? What do you, what's, what are the steps? Networking, 150%. Make yourself seen, make yourself known. Go sit at your local FBO, identify, see what kind of planes, if there's certain amounts of, you know, uh, types of planes that come in. Talk to your local pilots hanging out. I mean, my favorite thing to do, I'm definitely a, a young FBO junkie. I like to hang out and, and meet all the pilots and passengers who come in. Just talk to people. And really, if you want to hear a love story, ask someone how they got into aviation. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to tell you their story because they're so proud of it. And once you open that up, you create and develop these professional relationships. And really, it becomes a snowball effect. You know, I offer, so I do fly single pilot, part 91. And my client, one of my main clients, huge advocate of higher education. Uh, he said, anytime that we've got a little aviation university, Laterno, at the Longview Airport, he said, let those kids know if they want to do a ride along, if they're at that, you know, multi-engine certification in their in their career path, bring them. And so I offer, you know, I don't need them. I don't have to pay them. And they are legal to be in the right seat. So come on. If you want to see what it's like flying big jets. Oh, well, mine's not that big, but to them it's big. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, flying right seat in a citation, come on. And, um, you know, being willing to jump in with other pilots to learn their process is what will get you started in the contract realm. And then after you network in your area, the second step is to reach out to certain, there, there are companies, um, Jet Pro Pilots, was one that I was part of. But these companies, literally all they do, they're like headhunters for pilots. They will pair planes to pilots and pilots to planes all over the U.S. And then they airline these contractors out. Because Part 91 flying, not all aircraft owners fly enough to justify a full-time pilot. So mm -hmm. they'll hire an aircraft manager, which is what I do. I manage these planes. And with that job also, be, also comes... Um, fulfilling their their flight schedule so if they have a flight pop-up I either fulfill it myself or I find somebody to hire 
and I've got my pool of my personal pool of contractors that I call. I go down the list. I have the recommendations updated at all times. It's just kind of a self-management thing. Yeah. um, I get a bunch of emails from MBAA. Um, I don't know how I got on their contract pilot list, but I get these emails looking for a pilot uh, to fly this or this. I get them all the time. We need help. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I could. I'm not qualified. (laughs) I would love to, but yeah. Um, Well, cool. Well, anything else that you want to say to anyone out there listening? Oh my goodness. I think, I think we've covered a a good array of it. I, you know, we had started talking about it at the beginning, but um, we are, this podcast is going on in the middle of of a true epidemic of this crisis in, in, in the world, but it's now hitting the United States and it's really affecting our brothers and sisters in the airlines, military, you name it. This is going to trickle down and this is just the beginning of it. And so if there's one thing you can do, it's, it's just reach out to each other and check in on each other and stay in the know and educate yourself properly on the process. That's probably the best thing I can say. Um, if you can't see the positive light on social media, get off social media. Yeah. You know, we're being, fear is being struck into us by the news. And then we are making a mockery of it on social media. And when you rip all of that apart, we're all going to be sitting left in our homes alone, going, scratching our heads, going, what now? Yeah. So start small. Let's start in our community and our aviation industry and, make sure that we're all supported in whatever way we can support each other and in this time of need. True. I do think it's going to be kind of devastating emotionally for a lot of pilots because everything was so good for a while and everybody's feeling super secure and super like on top of the world, these pilots that have just gotten hired by airlines and things. And now it's like kind of unknown what's going to happen. And it's a little more, don't be anxious just be ready their pilot shortage isn't going away. We, you know, furloughs are happening and pilots are slowing down and being laid off in what fashion this, if if you've been in aviation, you know, for more than one cycle now, this is going to ramp back up and it's going to come with a vengeance and we're not going to know what to do with the flying opportunities. So stay ready, Mm. stay ready, stay current, start working on focusing on aircraft management stuff you know, educate yourself on sales. It doesn't matter. Just nothing you can do, you know, just do something if you're going to be grounded. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Thank well, you. thank you, Aubrey. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I, I think it's, you, you seem to fit in really well in Texas. I'm, you know, coming from Michigan down to Texas. It must've been quite a transition, but you seem Very to fit in pretty pretty well. You kind of kind of have a little bit of a southern Texas accent now, I think. Oh, do I? <laughs> I I don't know. I think I, where where are you guys at right now? I'm in Cincinnati, but I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, <laughs> Illinois. Okay, so we're all like Midwesterners. Yeah. yeah. Got you. Okay, well, yeah. Um, I don't know why I have an accent. I think I just tend to talk to people how they're talking to me. <laughs> yeah. I can I can hear, pick up on a little Michigan and a little bit of Texas every once in a while. So it's a good combo. <laughs> oh, good. As long as I'm not, you know, I sometimes I joke around with my husband because he can get real. He's born and raised East Texas boy. And especially when he's around his family, he gets real Southern whiny, like mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I try. I pick on him for that. I'm like, I don't want to talk like that. 
Yeah, it happens when you're around it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you have more flights today. I do. Um, once their meeting is done, I'm actually going to go meet Captain Christina for lunch. Um, and then brag on you guys because I told her that I was going to, I finally got to meet you, which is so awesome. Um, yeah. we're going to grab lunch and then hopefully this weather clears up and I can scoot on home. I've got two, I got to drop off two stops and then I'll be home for the night. So it'll be, it'll be a pretty long day, but it'll be fine. We yeah. get to do what we cool. love. That's all right. Yeah. Well, thanks. Let's keep in touch and I appreciate you coming on and recording in the, after your busy, busy morning. I know it was a lot, so hopefully you can have some time to recoup a little bit before you get back. I'm and ready the for the cocktail part of this. The cockpits and college, where's the cocktail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking lemon water, <laughs> vitamin C as much as I possibly can, you know? Absolutely. Well, I hope you guys stay safe and healthy through all of this. And if, if I can do anything for you, just let me know. Thank, Thank you. Vice versa. Let me know. All right. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Cockpits and Cocktails with your hosts, Natalie Fly Girl Kelly and Fly Alyssa. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time for a lively discussion on aviation, aerospace, the air travel industry, and all things flight related. Aerospace and the air travel industry. Let it go to my head.